Good morning. Come on, good morning. Amen. Anybody ready to have fun in the house of God today? Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. We're glad you're here. Everybody's making their way in. So, exciting day. Praise the Lord. Good to have all Lisa's friends here today. Wow. Awesome, awesome. Friends, family. Good to have mom in the house this morning. Woohoo! Amen. Amen. Well, we're glad you're here. We're going to go ahead and get started. We got a lot of people still coming in, but we're going to get started this morning. They missed out on the best part, but not being here on time. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you today for this amazing day. Lord, we thank you as we're in this season of Thanksgiving. We thank you that you loved us so much, Father. You gave your only son that we could believe on him and have everlasting life. We thank you that in that life we have help, we have strength, we have your provision, we have your protection. We have your Holy Spirit as a promise to us to lead us and guide us into all truth. Father, we have your grace that never fails and your mercy that is new every morning. Father, today we just come to thank you for your goodness to us. We come to bless you. We come to rejoice and remember and be thankful for everything we have and everything you've given through your Son. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. Do what only you can do. Bring your presence into this place today. Transform this warehouse into God's house by your presence. And so, Father, we bless you and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's just stand, enjoy ourselves this morning. Welcome Lisa Daggs and her hey, band everybody. this morning. God Thanks bless you. Out. We love you, sweetheart. Woo. Worship with me, will you? Sing. He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane, I am a tree Bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. And oh, say how he loves us. Oh, oh, how he loves us. How he loves us. Oh. again. Come on, everybody. Lift up your hearts, your voice. He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Your affections are for me And oh 
redemption by the grace in his eyes. If his grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. So heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss, and my heart turns violently inside of my chest. to love.
the devil till I heard the choir say, come on, well, come on, my life is never gonna be the same. Lord 
Don't you turn and welcome somebody this morning, greet someone in the name of the Lord. Just say hello, make a friend real quick. Amen. So good to have everybody here. Thank you for not being discouraged by the rain. Praise the Lord. We had a great first service and just a wonderful time already this morning with Lisa, and we're so glad that you're here this morning with us. And uh, if you're a guest this morning, we know we got a lot of Lisa's friends this morning. If you're a guest this morning, just raise your hands. We want to welcome you. Come on, give them a praise. Amen. Welcome, welcome. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. So good to have you here. We welcome you, and uh, they're going to give you, if they want, they'll give you a visitor's card. You can fill that out. they give you some information. More than anything, you get a free pen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God's good. But we're glad you're here. I want you to just join me. I want to pray right now. We begin our services every week here just praying. How many are glad that for this journey that you're on with the Lord? Amen. How many are glad that He goes with you? Amen. Father, we just come this morning. We've already prayed that we're thankful for how gracious you are to us. Lord, we're here today. We're rejoicing in your goodness. We're rejoicing in your mercy. But Father, today we know that your word also instructs us to pray one for another, to be compassionate, understanding toward the needs of others, to bear one another's burden. So, Lord, this morning we come to lift up the needs on our prayer wall this morning. Father, people have walked to that wall. They've written a request believing that you are the God who still hears and still answers prayer. So, Father, today we join our faith with theirs. We pray for marriages and families today. God, you are the one who created man and woman. You ordained that they would be together, that they would be one, that they would have life, that families and hope would come out of that union. So, Lord, today we come against the destroyer. We come against the one who sowed seeds of division and hurt and pain into these relationships. And, Father, we cast that out in Jesus' name. And we declare, Father, that you are the God of forgiveness, the God of restoration, that your heart 
heart is to bring healing and reconciliation to marriages and to family. So, Lord, we lift these families up. We lift these marriages up to you. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Apply your healing balm to these hearts, Father. Mend the fences. God, rebuild bridges, Lord, of reconciliation back into life. That families might be spared. That children might be spared. The hurt and the brokenness. Father, we pray for marriages and families. And we believe that you are moving by your spirit. And we are looking forward to rejoicing with the testimonies. God, it shouldn't be that so many names would be on a wall for marriage reconciliation but father the devil hates what you create but father today we bless what you made and what you ordained and we bless the marriage we bless the home we bless the family and we speak your life in jesus name and father we thank you today that you are still our healer you still heal. You are still the God who declared that healing is the children's bread. And we thank you, Father, that healing is not just a Bible story. It is a living reality right now today. Lord, we have friends. We have family. We have acquaintances that have names on this wall that need a miracle right now. And we thank you that you are still the God who does miracles. And we thank you, Father, today that the blood still speaks, that by the stripes of our Lord Jesus Christ, we were healed. So, Father, we release your word. Psalms 107, verse 20 says, You sent your word and you healed them. So release your word of healing and deliverance and miracle right now to these lives. Father, we thank you. We pray for our loved ones that are battling with sickness and disease. But we thank you that the name of Jesus is still greater than any name. It's greater than cancers it's greater than any blood disease it's greater than crippled being crippled it's better than greater than blind eyes it's greater than deaf ears it's greater than anything the name of jesus is still the name that heals and delivers so we thank you father for your healing and delivering power and father today we thank you you're still jehovah jireh the god who provides for every need it is your will and your word declares that you take pleasure in the prosperity of your people. And you're the God who still supplies supernaturally from unexpected sources. Father, there are names on this wall this morning that need jobs. They need increases. They need provision. So, Lord, today we declare and we speak to their lives. We call in those jobs. We call in those promotions. We call in those increases over their life. Because, Father, you declared that your people would be a blessing. And so you equip us and you provide for us so that we can bless others. We can sow and you receive glory through the giving of your people. So we declare your prosperity and your provision over your people today. And Father, most of all, we pray for the lost. Lord, we thank you that your heart is that none would perish, but that all would come into repentance. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're moving in hearts and life. Father, there are names that aren't on that wall, but for every name that is on that wall and for every loved one that's represented in this room today that needs to be saved, Father, we declare your Holy Spirit is moving in their life. We declare declare that you are moving behind the scenes orchestrating the things that need to come about that are drawing them into the love of the Father. We thank you Holy Spirit you're sending people across their path everywhere they go. They're trying to hide and you keep playing hide and seek with them. You say I found you, I found you, I found you. Everywhere they go you're finding them. You're sending somebody across their path that's telling them how good God is, how much God loves them. Nowhere they can't go anywhere and get away from you because you love them with your everlasting love. So Father we declare 
declare their salvation. And we rejoice in the fact that you're drawing them to you. And we give you praise and glory for your goodness in God's house. We believe that you hear and that you answer in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Come on, give God a good praise. Amen. Let's do this. Let's just stand together. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what you're going to do in hearts and lives in the rest of this service. We give it to you, and we give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Go ahead, sweetheart. Thank you, Pastor Don. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Um, So many familiar faces. Some I've seen just recently, so thank you. Um, Too many to name. But there's one that really deserves a crown that's sitting out there amongst you, and that would be my mom. She's here. She's 90. So I want to know at the empty seats what their excuse is. She's 90. Woo! Right? (laughs) Anyway, um, we're going to have a great time. You can have a seat if you like. Um, Let me just... How many were meeting for the first time today? Go ahead. Put your hand up. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. Okay, well, I made a promise to the Lord, and I'm going to keep that promise until I draw my final breath, and that was that if he got me out of the mess I was in, that I would never quit telling people what he did for me. And I'm thankful, more than you even realize, unless you've been down the same road that I have about a mom's prayers. Um, She is a saint. (laughs) And I'm getting to walk out my journey with my 16-and-a-half-year-old Um, now, so y'all can pray for me, (laughs) those of you who have walked that before me. Um, She's wonderful. She was going to come today. Her name is Faith, 16 and a half, and the cheer coach was going to bring her, and something suddenly came up. So Faith's at home, sitting, wanting to be here. Um, But my mom prayed for us. She had us in church every time the doors were open, and I come from a divorced family. Um, Heartache, heart-wrenching in my life when I was 10 years old. I'm the youngest of three, the only girl, and the greatest hero in my life left our family. And I never really had a chance to know him before then. He was very busy. But still, it was gut-wrenching pain. Um, So I started to fill things up, you know, that I thought could fill me, but they couldn't. And I sang in church. Um, Things would go wrong in my life, and I'd run back to the altar and plead with God to help me. And he would, and I wouldn't keep my promise. And there came a day when I couldn't run any longer. Um, I had a thousand dollar a day rock cocaine habit and um, I was sitting in jail. It was November 11th, 1989. And I asked God, I said, I I asked him a question and I just said, "I, I don't know how I got here. Would you tell me how I got here? It was a Sunday. I'd been handcuffed in front of my mom's house. And in his gentleman like way, he said, compromise because of your compromise these are your consequences and that's when I made the promise and said I mean it this time if you'll get me out of this mess I'll never quit and I'm happy to say that my friends here at Solid Rock Faith Center and I are celebrating 27 years (laughs) together I had 27 years clean and sober And if you're running, yeah, yay. Uh, If you're running, you feel like your problems are too big for God to take care of, you're wrong. Because I was an absolute mess. And he rescued me. And life is not perfect today. But it's so much better than sitting in jail, let me tell you. (laughs) You know, I won't ask for a raise of 
to raise your hand, anybody, you know, because this is my story and I've been called to do this. Personally, I think all of us are. However, um, I remember sitting in that cell, that steel cell. It was downtown Sacramento. See, I had gone to Nashville to be a big star, and I sang in the clubs and stuff, and I worked at TGI Fridays, and I was a master bartender and did the whole, all that, and then I found myself there, and I heard the clanking of the keys and the slamming of the doors, and every time I heard those keys, I knew they were coming for me, and the door would slam. It was long time before they came to get me. But when I said on January 11th, got on my knees and said, God, I need more of you. Would you come into my heart again? Would you save me? Would you turn me from myself and get my eyes on you? Forgive me. He absolutely took all of that sin was already already done at the foot of the cross, but he took and turned my life around. I was still for that two months kind of living on self-will, trying to do it, trying to figure out a way. I was clean and sober, but how could I maybe just use like a normal person? Yeah, I know. We're family. So when I got on my knees, I didn't want to give him my dream. I See, I was getting ready to go overseas, a Department of, of Defense tour, and sing to all the military men, take my girl band all over, all over the United States, and overseas to Korea, Japan, and um, Australia. And I had to get a front person for my band, and I didn't want God to take that dream from me. And my friend looked at me and said, you're going to have to pry your fingers, your white knuckles, off of your dream, one by one, and give it to him and see what he does. You have to let go of it. And if it's not singing again, that's going to have to be okay. And so I became willing that day because what I didn't have anything left to lose. I'd lost everything. I was facing three to five. And he came in and changed my life. So it's been a journey.
Jesus. Woo. I tell you what. <sighs> you know, I was raised in the church and I saw a lot. And when I gave my heart back to the Lord, when I came back to Him, I said, I want to give you my life, my heart, my dreams, my hopes, my fears, my resentment. My bitterness, my anger, my, all my stuff. Here, here's my suitcase. You know, I'm tired of dragging that thing around because nothing changes. You know what I'm saying? The one thing I asked of him is that he would keep my heart tender and childlike and let, let me never forget that moment and how good he is and how strong he is and how great he is and how compassionate he is. And I can feel his presence. I didn't want to just sing it. I want to feel it. And uh, he has honored that for me. Um, whew. And I love people. I don't like everybody. <laughs> but I love y'all. <laughs> oh, come on. You know you don't either. In fact, no, no. <laughs> I won't get started. <laughs> this is all positive stuff. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just funny because the next song, people know the story behind it. <laughs> so I thought everything was going to be easy and perfect and, you know, just a smooth ride after um, January 11th, 1989. And much of it has been. Um, however, that greatest fear I talked about when I was 10 years old happened again when I got married. And no bride ever walks down the aisle thinking you may get divorced. And it wasn't my choosing. It wasn't, I fought hard, but it takes two, baby. <laughs> And um, good thing that came out of it, I have a beautiful, beautiful daughter. And this song, little did I know when I wrote this one, what the Lord was asking me to walk through about a year later. Um, and so you may have heard this one. It's a title cut of one of my CDs. It's our, it was my first uh, music video. And how can we stand before God and expect to be forgiven? That's the good stuff. We want to be forgiven, right? But we have to forgive. And I'm happy to say I've been able to do that. Um, so, let's go.
spilled between them Pride before the fall Words left there unspoken Till one would set it all Cause when they said I'm sorry No walls were to be seen Yeah, forgiveness is a powerful thing A powerful thing Lived your whole life lying Mostly to herself Years out on the street Sees that forgiveness is a powerful thing it heals the wounds, it washes clean All the bitterness and anger, emptiness and pain A flood of tears that melts away A hurt that separates us from mercy, love and grace I'd never been Remembering my past And counting every sin Thought I wasn't worthy As I fell to my knees Oh yeah, yeah Don't you know That forgiveness is a powerful thing It heals the wounds It washes clean All the bitterness and anger Emptiness and pain A flood of tears That melts away separates us from mercy, love, and grace, and the hope that only you can bring. Yeah, forgiveness is a powerful thing. Oh, forgiveness is a powerful thing. A powerful thing. Oh, yeah. Forgiveness is a powerful thing. Thank you very much. You can have a seat. So, life is good, right? I'm sitting in the house. You know, I'm, I'm trusting God. I can't pull the covers over my head because I have a mom of an eight-year-old. And then my mom strokes out on my kitchen floor. Um, he was riding around a worship leader on the back of the Harley around town. I'm like, what? And uh, I had a little talk with Jesus. <laughs> What is going on, right? I said I would do this until you come. I've been faithful. I've been a good wife. I've been a good mom. I've been a good daughter. I've, you know, here I am. And uh, where are you? <laughs> and I never got mad at him. I devoured the word of God. Worship music. Things of the day and that little thing we carry around with us all the time. I didn't have any time for it. It didn't matter the phone, all that stuff. And you know, in a way, I kind of miss that place because it's that place of desperation. You know what I mean? When you can do nothing but count on God.
eat, breathe, sleep, pray, God. In all that storm, I still was able to hold it together, and I know it wasn't because of me, because everything was going wrong. Mom was in diapers. She's at my house. I've got caregivers coming in four times a week, eight-year-old to school, trying to make a living and doing the best I can. And I said, God, I don't understand. However, no matter what this terrain of this journey looks like, no matter if I feel overlooked or overworked or alone, I'm going to serve you. Really, what were my options? What am I going to do? There's no turning back. And he dropped this word in my heart. Much like he did forgiveness and gave me that song is a powerful thing. I didn't know what was going on. And I didn't know why I could feel so um, certain that this was from him. He was like, in my gut, in my soul, in the marrow of my bones. It was regardless. Regardless, I'm going through. I'm going. I'm going to continue in the journey that I've been since I bowed my, my heart and my head and my life and gave it to you. And um, it's not all been easy. That house that I pray that in, I lost it. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Because I was able to start again. So if I popped your bubble and you said, oh, she got it all together, man. She got this live. She's singing. I want to do that. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Right? Being a Christian is not for sissies. <laughs> got to stand for something, they say, or you'll fall for anything. could be a song. I think probably some country friend of mine probably already wrote it. <laughs> right? And I'm going to stand on the name of Jesus. I'm going to stand on the word of God because he is the only reason that I am even standing before you right now. So see if you can hear yourself in this song. I think I wrote it for us. If I had known a long time ago where I'd be right now, living this dream, serving a king, and knowing I don't know how to carry this weight that I do today, yeah, anyone see that it's not me it's learning to
gospel and the furious, furious, the furious longing of God and how he pursues us. It's a really easy read. I recommend you get it. I've never read something from a writer that's so outside of the lines and yet so right on. And in one quote, he says, God doesn't love you as you should be. God loves you as you are because you'll never be as you should be. And I'm thankful for a mother's love <laughs> who loved me regardless. Can you hear me, Mama? Hello? I wrote a song for her. Some of you who have the CDs back on uh, Love is the Bottom Line, I wrote with a writer. Uh, his name's Chuck Leonard. I met him down when I was living in Nashville on the row. 
and we've written several songs together. This is another one that he wrote with me, and also Bubba, James Bubba Hudson has produced the last two CDs. And sharing about my mom and her life, can you hear me? Oh, good. Now she can. You need to hear this. It's about you. I want to make sure I tell the right story. Um, I, I don't have time this morning. I mean, if we could ever sit one-on-one, I'd tell you some, some war stories and how she always came through. She was always ready with a, a perfect word from the Lord and even caution for me many days of my life. And then she's been able to celebrate. She used to travel with me on the road when I started, and we'd go together. And um, After the strokes I've been watching after her, I'm so thankful for Pamela. She's here now. She's my new caregiver, and she's a blessing Um, and mom still stays in her house Um, but I was taking my mom to the cardiologist and um, after the strokes and I always drive with one hand and I hold her like this and she always grabs a hold of my arm with her other arm like a security thing and she looked at me and she said when you were young I used to hold your hand and now I'm old and you're holding mine and I said That'll sing. (laughs) This was just released to radio two weeks ago. So, Mom, this is for you. I have witnessed her wear out five or six Bibles, broken bindings, pages falling out, notes, just unbelievable. She devoured the Word of God. And that's why I'm here today. She said, when you were young, I held your hand, and these days you're holding mine. I tried to give you all my best, now there's so little time, so I'm handing you down. All this love I have found In this Bible that's wearing out Like her well-worn knees Her well-worn shoes Her well-worn hands I prayed me through And every single day Since the day Well-worn shoes, her well-worn hands, 
me through And every single day since the day I was born Born well, well worn So I'm handing you down all this truth I have found in this Bible that's wearing out Like some well-worn knees Some well-worn shoes Some well-worn hands That prayed me through and Every single day since the day You ready?
Proclamation, right? <sighs> you know, I have a radio show. You can have a seat if you want. You can get up anytime you want. If you want to dance, you got to go back. That's all. Maybe. I don't know what the rules are here. But I had Pastor Don on Reality Check recently. And how many listen to Reality Check Recovery Talk on the radio? There's a few of you. Maybe you don't know about it. We've got about 5,000 to, 5, to 7,000 downloads each week just from my podcast, not including 1039 The Fish, The Fish app or listening on the radio. So it's going into, Ronnie, that's Ronnie Horton. What are some of the countries? No, some you can't even uh, say, like Uzbekistan, and uh, it's all over the world, let's just say that. Uruguay. It's literally everywhere. In the Middle East, it's in the ever countries. It's China, Germany. China, Germany, Japan. Any country you know, it's there, and some yeah. you don't. So it's getting out there. Pastor Don shared his story. Like I said, I've got 27 years clean and sober. This church has been here for 27 years. They're celebrating that. But he's been in ministry before that. And so I've known him at least this 26, 27-year period, he and his wife and this church family. But I didn't know, if you don't mind me saying, can I say it? Okay, just want to make sure. If he said no, I wouldn't tell you. Um, that he uh, is an ex-heroin user. And I've had ex-cons, drinking, drug, um, domestic violence, um, human trafficking, people share their story of what life, what life was like, what happened, what it's like now. And it's a complete transformation story. It's a one-hour program at 8 to 9. And what I know is that people of all kinds, breeds, doesn't matter if they're in Pakistan, whatever, we all have suffered some kind of trauma in our life. That's what I've been hearing for five years of hosting this show. Little T, big T trauma. And one, you got to have... God in your life. I used to ask my mom, what, what would we do without God? And she said, well, we would do without. It's that simple. It's really that simple, you know? But walking the life out is pretty simple if you can just follow the rules, you know? <laughs> That's my sister somewhere. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's really in black and white. He's given us a blueprint for life. Um, but if you're running, I want to challenge you today. Stop. Just stop. Whatever you're grabbing, whatever you're trying to fill your life with is never going to work, ever. That deep valley that you feel, maybe the separation, maybe it's your marriage, maybe it's your health. Like Pastor said, here's a lot of prayer requests. Here's a lot of answered prayer. I, too, want to see that wall wrap around to meet this one. But he can do it. You've got to quit living your life for you. You've got to let go. So when I got clean and sober, two months later, I accepted Christ, January 11th, 1990. And the friend said you had to pry your fingers off of your dream. And I did. I had to. A little reluctant. They had to help me a little bit. Straighten out those fingers, those purple knuckles. And I gave it to God. Not knowing what the future was going to hold 
but I knew I couldn't hold it anymore. So I really believe more than ever, not just because I'm older now and I've been hearing it all my life, you look around the world and we are in trouble. There's trouble everywhere and time is short. And so I encourage you, if I can do this, you can do it. I know that. If pastor can do this, you can do it. It takes all of us, and we will lift you up, and we will link arms with you and help you stand. And it's not easy at first, and it's going to call your name. you got to tell it, I'm pushing doubt behind. I've got victory on my mind, right? So this is a song I've wanted to do for a long time. It's my own version of it. Are you guys ready? easy trying to understand how the world can be so cold stealing the souls of a man cloudy skies rain down on all your dreams you wrestle with the fear and doubt sometimes it's hard but you gotta believe there's a better place where my father waits and every tear he'll wipe away darkness will be gone the weak shall be strong hold on to your faith there will come a day Lives are scattered Innocence is lost And hopes are shattered The old are forgotten The children are forsaken In this world we're living in Is there anything sacred? There's a better place Where my father waits will be gone weak shall be strong hold on to your glory of his amazing 
of Luke in the fourth chapter we have the account of Jesus coming back from the wilderness after being tempted by the devil but the Bible says he came back in the power of the spirit goes to church he's given a book to read and he opens to the book of Isaiah and he reads the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he sent me to heal the brokenhearted preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, as Lisa and I share our testimony, and many of you share yours, our testimony is the declaration that that's true, that we're captives that have been set free, or those who were oppressed, that that was lifted off of us. And that's the power of the gospel. And that's why we're here today. This morning as I was up just praying, the Lord just said to declare this. And that there would be those here that he had brought that he would minister to. In the first service, God moved and touched lives. And I believe God has somebody here today that needs to hear that truth. That where you are is not an end. But today is a brand new beginning for you. Because today is the day that captives get to go free and that oppression gets to be broken off of your life. I learned a long time ago that God doesn't have casual meetings. He only ordains divine encounters. If you're here today, you're here for a divine encounter, not just a casual meeting, not just a concert. Because God, by His Spirit, wants to do something dramatic in your life and setting you free. Everybody should have the testimony of victory in Jesus Christ. God loved the whole world, not just some of the world. And I'm so glad. I've always been amazed as I've had the privilege to travel wherever you can go. The gospel works everywhere. And it works for everyone who will just open their heart and say yes to the love of God. You know, Tuesday night, the Lord had me share this. And I just began thinking about it. We've been ministering on the Holy Spirit in this last week. It, he just put a, just a very immediate word that I share with the church Tuesday night. And I believe it pertinent for you today because the challenge that we fight is that the devil is so aware of our past and he knows that we have a hope and a future in Christ he doesn't know what that is but he knows if we walk that out we do destruction to his kingdom and he can't see the future he just senses that the purpose in you is trouble for him 
God's purpose in you is trouble for the devil. So what he does, he becomes this voice of intimidation in our life. And he brings up the failures of our past to intimidate us away from pursuing our purpose in God. And God gave me this word, and I preached Tuesday night on killing unbelief. And he gave me this word last Tuesday morning. It was just this. Whatever the root may be or the cause behind the crippling power of unbelief, we must rise up like David in a spiritual warfare, placing the pebble of our faith in the sling of courage and hurling it into the forehead of the Goliath that has intimidated us with fear, knocking him to the ground, and cutting off the head of the intimidator. And that's what God does for us through Christ. When we rise up and say no more. And we say yes to God's redeeming grace. He gives us this great courage and boldness. To take that seed of our faith as a stone. Place it in the sling of our courage. And hurl it into the forehead. Of the liar and the intimidator that tries to keep us. From fulfilling our purpose in Christ. Today, there's some of you, because I, I know from my past, coming out of failure, coming out of brokenness, coming out of divorce and getting saved, as Lisa and I shared, that when you step out for God, it's like a giant Goliath that says, you failed at marriage, you failed at life, you failed as a father. How can you believe God? That is a lie. That's a Goliath in your life. And if you allow the Holy Spirit, He'll give you that courage. All you just need is just that smooth little stone of faith. And just have enough courage to stand up and take that step towards that giant and fling that stone and believe that God, by the Holy Spirit, will direct that. And we can put an end to that intimidation in your life. Amen? Amen. Because that spirit and that voice is what holds you captive and keeps you oppressed. But God tries to break us out. And this morning, I'm just going to ask you to stand to your feet right now, right where you're at. Everybody, just stand right where you're at. Because the first step to victory is standing up. You can't sit down and be victorious. Amen. You can't sit down and fight a battle. Amen. You can't sit down and cross a river into your promise. First thing you got to do is stand up. Second thing you have to do is begin to walk. You have to take a step. That's the challenge, is to be bold enough to take that step. David saw everybody around him. And here's what the devil knows, is that when you win a victory, it overflows to so many others. One voice, one Goliath, had a whole army in fear. But one young man rose up and killed the voice of the intimidator. And the rest of the people ran forward with him into their victory. And what God will do through your life, he'll cause you to be a David. And the victory you win by yourself will cause so many others to run into the victory that God has for them. God will, and that's what the devil knows. It, it, and he just, if he just gets you, God can get you to say, I'm going to be a David today. I'm going to stand and break out of this fear. I refuse to be intimidated. David refused to be intimidated by fear by the size of that giant he said God's going to deliver this giant into my hands today and God's going to do something for some of you God brought some of you here that that you're saved you've been walking with God but then every time you try to step out that voice of the intimidator rises up and you say God how can I and you just shrink back 
But God's going to break that right now today. As they begin to sing, I'm going to ask you to take one bold step. Just say yes to God. All you need is just a pebble of faith. God's given you a sling of courage. And you're going to step up. This is the battle line today. This is where we get to meet Goliath right here. And we're going to buy faith. We're going to fling that stone. We're going to kill some Goliaths here today. Amen? Come on. God's a great deliverer. I'm just opening it up. This is the simplest altar call you'll ever have. Because all you have to do is say yes and take a step right up here. And we're going to pray with you, agree with you. God's going to break something because there is amazing power in the cross. Amen? As they sing, if you're ready, if that's you, God brought you here, you need that breakthrough. There's been that voice of intimidation. You sense God's purpose. But every time you rise up, that voice of that Goliath challenges you and dares you. And you feel to shrink back. God wants to end that right here today. Lisa said, we need men and women of God. This is the last days. Come on, we're rising up. This is the day to be free and win a victory that affects other lives. Amen? Hallelujah. As they sing, if you need prayer in that area, God's got an answer for you. You come in Jesus' name. Go ahead, God. What can take a dying man and raise him up to life again? What can heal a broken soul? What can make us white as snow? What can fill the emptiness? What can mend our brokenness? Brokenness, the mighty, awesome, wonderful is the Holy Cross, where the Lamb laid down His life to lift us from. afraid just be bold come on don't let that voice intimidate what restores our faith in God what reveals the Father's love what can lead the wayward home what can melt a heart of stone what can free the guilty ones what can save and overcome overcome Awesome, wonderful is the Holy Cross where the Lamb laid down His life to lift us from the fall. Mighty is the power of. It's a miracle to me, and it's still a mystery, and it's still a mystery, it's a miracle to me, the power of God for those who believe, the mighty, awesome, wonderful is the holy cross where the 
down his life to lift us from the fall. Oh, and a mighty, awesome, wonderful is the Holy Cross where the Lamb laid down his life to lift us from the fall. Mighty is the power of mighty Yeah.